This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today we have Mr. and Mrs. Kev on stage, Melissa and Kev. What's hey, up, y'all? Hello. Yeah, they're from the Love Hour podcast and about 150 different other things. And, and <laughs> these guys are awesome. They, they, they said this, not us. Uh, Melissa said that we, uh, our show is the white version of their they show. Are. So it's like, all right, I'll chill with that because they bring the content. They bring the funny. They bring so much awesomeness that you guys are going to love it. So, mm-hmm. And we have a lot. It's funny because lots of people found us through y'all. They'll be really? like, yeah, they're like, I found out about you from the Love Hour podcast. We're like, who are these yeah. people? So I'm it's telling so, you, yeah. I'm a huge Melissa fan. shares the love. Yeah. Yeah, I do. When it's something she likes, I she do. has no problem sharing the love. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're in their studio, just by the way. Yeah, yes. we'll Studios Incorporated Subsidiary LLC. All the things. So why don't y'all tell us a little bit about yourselves, what you do, your podcast, everything for people who don't know you. Oh, am I starting? Um, Okay, so Kevin and I, very similar to um, Seth and Melanie's story, we got married really young. We were 20 and 21 years old when we got married. We grew up very churchy, and um, I was a virgin on my wedding day, and so I struggled a lot with, like, owning my sexuality, recognizing that that is purpose by design. God intended my body for pleasure, and that is something I don't need to be shamed about or, you know any of that kind of thing but um it took a long time to come to that realization to where I am today at the time I felt um a lot of like I said just shame and guilt and all of those things and so I carried that into my bedroom Mm. and as I have done the work to kind of unpack that and relearn and retrain my mind I started sharing my story and with that a lot of people a lot of women started to speak up and identify and from that spawned the love hour mm-hmm. and so we did a live event in Seattle um, well actually in Tacoma but Charles the same SeaTex, all the same area um, in Tacoma how many years ago yeah, 10 years was, ago it was a minute ago yeah wow. it was a long time ago, ago. Wow. It was almost. It was, yeah 
Um, and so we did it once and then we started the podcast once we moved out to LA and we kind of been off and on, off and on. And then we toured it last year. Um, and then we toured it again this year and we decided to take the podcast version of the show, um, more seriously. So we've been doing that very consistently since December and Kevin is, uh, Melissa's husband (laughs) and comedian extraordinaire. Uh, you might have seen me on your Facebook or Instagram feed or Twitter feed or YouTube page, but I'm a great father, great husband. One of the best. Great overall <laughs> man. I'm great at all the things I <laughs> That's do. That's what's in my YouTube feed. <laughs> Kim, great the great father. father right. and that's it. That's why we clicked it. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Who is this person? He's yeah. great. So, uh, like, we're just getting to know you guys and our, our listeners. We want all of our listeners to go follow all your yeah, guys' check stuff. Out everything you're and doing. so, you know, we'll just ask ask some questions about like your story. Like, I want to know how you got into comedy. Like, what what like really made you guys decide to put on a marriage event when you were super young married? Because that's, I mean, that's pretty that's pretty up there. Mm-hmm. That's that's what did we do? I'm gonna tell one? you. So again, in my actually, it was more like. I'm so churchy, so forgive me. Um, I feel like it was God-ordained in a way that I didn't realize at the time. Okay, Mm. So I believe that my natural gifting is teaching. I believe that's a gift that God has just naturally given me. And so I've always taught, like, even as a teenager, I would teach, like, my peers, you know, at church. I would teach Sunday school. I would teach even children's church, all of those things. And then fast forward, after we got married, we went to his aunt's house, and she had the five love languages, just kind of out and she was like you should read this Melissa it's great and I read it and was like oh this information I didn't know how come we aren't talking about Mm -hmm. this and so I presented it to our pastor and first lady and um, they decided Melissa Kev you guys should present on this and so I taught it and then I just fell in love with the genre of love and relationships Mm -hmm. so I've read just a ton of books the book I read after that was Men Are From Mars Women Are From Venus and Mm -hmm. I know nowadays people like hate that book because it's not like clinically sound I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was so just like my mind was the literal emoji where the brain is like this, you know? <laughs> it was just information I had never heard, thought, it, people talked about at all. And so it was just really just like, what is happening in life that nobody's talking about mm-hmm. this? And so from there, I, and that's where I think I got the love of like finding resources because mm-hmm. I found myself truly learning about things no one was talking about. Yeah. That is how I feel about, you know, I don't know if you know any of like Dr. Dan Siegel's stuff from, he's an interpersonal neurobiologist. He okay. was on season one of our show. And when I'm just I like, why is this name so familiar? But oh, I don't know his word. I okay, have tell such me more. a crush on this man. Oh, and he lives in Santa Monica. He's like totally whatever, who cares? But he <laughs> is amazing. And when I read his work about interpersonal neurobiology and he's talking about the way your brain works uh-huh. and how synapses are created and like you're rewiring, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And th- I'm just like, you know, I'm like, why is no one talking about <laughs> yeah. this? Like everyone needs to know this, just like with the yes. love languages. So I, I totally feel yes. that and I love it. But I yeah. feel like that was the first time that we had something that put words to our feelings. Yes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the idea of like a love tank and we're speaking different languages, it was like, oh, because we were in marriage enrichment at our church and our, you know, our pastor would, would, you know, teach. And he was talking about love languages without knowing he was talking about mm-hmm. it. And I realized what I was doing is I was, I was, I was, uh, loving Melissa with my pastor's wife's love language. Mm-hmm. Cause her, her love language was gifts. Oh. So he would talk from his point of view mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, so let me it go in. It works for them. It works great for right. him. Yeah. So let me go apply it to Melissa. And she didn't dislike gifts, mm-hmm. but it wasn't her love language. So I wasn't seeing the same, 
results, uh, res- results as, as he was. And I was just like, man, this is just not working yeah. that way. And then when I read the five love languages and we d- took the test, and I was like, oh, this makes a lot more sense. And it was so funny at the time that this was happening. It really was causing like an argument because he's literally expecting me to be like so happy and excited. Yeah. And not that I wasn't grateful, but like you're expecting me to be jumping up for joy. And that's not how I understand a receipt. So really mm-hmm. just like, thank you. I appreciate the best. Like, that's it. Yeah. yeah. She never and wasn't so, rude, but it was not like. There wasn't the yeah. response he was well, looking was. for. Be, right. right. <laughs> and so um, he would be like, well, pastor said, and you know, first and lady responds like And pastor on this. top of that. Right. So it's right. like, bro, God probably told him this yes and you ain't saved good you know not, you put, you put a you. lot of weight on what your pastor said yeah. Yeah. you put a lot of weight mm-hmm. on that and so he's looking at me like pastor said and his first lady responds like this how come something must be wrong with you mm-hmm. yep. and so i remember saying i'm not married to the pastor and you're not married to the first lady yeah. like we're literally like why is this causing an argument but we didn't understand yeah. Yeah. i didn't really understand our myself and actually it's so happy funny you said that one of the um goals that I have with the podcast is to put words to people's feelings Mm. we just Mm. talked about that before where Mm. I you just feel like I don't know why this isn't working but it's not working and that's it Right. Like you don't know, oh, my actual love language is this and gifts, you know, <laughs> ranks really low for me. And that's why yeah. it doesn't really, you don't have that language. But as you educate people, as I've educated myself, I've been able to identify and articulate those feelings and put words to those feelings. So I just don't have an attitude all day and, you know, yeah. all of those things. Yeah. And so that's been one of our personal goals. And that's what, what part of the reason I do the Love Hour podcast mm-hmm. to begin with yeah. is to say, first of all, you're not alone. I have felt like this and this is why I have felt. So people can be like. Me too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Girl, to, to normalize me that. To yeah. normalize right? it. Like, so for real, have you ever felt like when you guys were doing the show talking about stuff, like you find, <laughs> oh, I'm working through my own stuff right now? Oh, 100%. All the time. It, it feels very vulnerable to yeah. be putting uh, <laughs> our feelings out that are fresh. Right. Because yeah. at first, when we first did the podcast, it was all this stuff happened back then. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to talk about mm-hmm. that stuff. So, man, we was crazy then. I did this, man. It's wild. We didn't know. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that stuff that happened last Thursday, <laughs> you don't necessarily feel as comfortable because a lot of times they're not worked through all the way. Mm-hmm. Right. You're literally working on it. Sometimes we've uh, understood our feelings more because of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you definitely felt, felt more accountable from doing it. I was talking about it on the, another episode. Sometimes on the tour, we'd be beefing and then we'd have to get it together for the Love yeah. Hour Live yeah. and uh-huh. that was like a help. It helped us because yeah. we got to come together and, and act like we love each other so we might as well love each other. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, It's definitely been a, a great help for us too. So we just want to be open and honest about stuff as it's happening real time mm-hmm. yeah. and let people know. I feel like Melissa said this before. So good. Uh, knowing that you are not alone, that you are not abnormal, right. is so comforting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we even talk about even just in outside of marriages, like you know, even like body types. I was, uh, I saw this video, and this is like changed my life for a minute. It was uh, talking because I'd be wanting to get in shape, and then I just don't be doing the stuff to do it. <laughs> I just don't. And yeah. I was actually the all other the day, listeners same, Kev. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was like, uh. They want to see a picture of my biological father, uh-huh. and I showed it, and they were like, "Oh, I see your body type. Like, I see why now because he he's built like you. He's a big dude. He carries yeah. his weight here in his stomach." And I was like, "It is not my fault. Right? Yeah. It's it's my family. Like Melissa's family, her parents, her dad is still had abs, and her mom's super strong. So the kids all have that. And I'm just like, I don't like mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, so the, anyway, this video I saw, this lady was training sled dogs. 
And she was saying, like, all these body types are different. Some of these dogs need a lot of food and they don't put on a little weight. Some of these dogs take one bite and they gain 10 pounds. Yeah. Some can run for miles. Some can run with no training. Others need a lot of training. And a lot of that is just genetic. So if you're, if our bodies can be uh, on a different scale of normal, mm -hmm. then yeah. so can our marriages. Exactly. Yeah. Knowing that you're not abnormal. Like even when, Yeah. Even at, when we were talking on, when we did our podcast, like, I feel like I'm an emotional wreck and I have been and I haven't shared my feelings and I'm like, man, I, I just probably this is just me. Yeah. And then you said that was you and I'm like, whew. Yeah. <laughs> and for yeah. whatever reason, it just feels good when you are not the only person who does something that you feel like you're the only person that does it. Right. You know what I mean? Like it feels so comforting to know that you are not mm -hmm. like Michael Jackson said. You are not. <laughs> I thought you were going to start, start singing Man in the Mirror. I was like, well, that's true, too. <laughs> I was like, what song is this? So funny. Yeah, one so. of the things that I love about both of our shows is that, um, well, Dan Siegel, the guy I totally have a crush on, one of the things he said to me when I was interviewing him, because I kind of stumbled over a question, I felt really stupid, and I was like, oh, I wasn't going to ask this, I'm sorry, blah, blah, and I was trying to be all weird. And he's like, no, the process is the content. Mm. And I was like, mm. wait. And I sat there for a minute until I got what he said. And I was like, oh, he means like the journey, journey. is the thing we need to talk yeah. about. It's not, not the, just the outcome. Cue Miley Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the it's destination. The it's the climb. <laughs> Man, that song. Mm -hmm. Listen. That came out right before we moved to LA. Oh. Yep. And I was like, Wayne, should we move it? And that song came out. I was be walking by myself, like almost crying, like, oh. it's the <laughs> That's your Kelly Clarkson. So, yep. yeah. So I can be listening to like you know, Miley Cyrus or who knows who, you know, Kelly Clarkson and just that, that chorus and that like hook. I'm like, yeah. Yep. 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 What is yours? You love Kelly loves Kelly Clarkson. Well, not really. Just that Finally. one song just gets you every time. It always so, makes yeah. me laugh. Yeah. But anyway, so I just love that that's what our shows are about is the journey and the process. They're not like do this, here's the outcome. It's yeah. everyone's different. It's a continuum. All relationships are different. Everyone's family of origin is different. How do we make these things? How do we get enough knowledge, get enough skills, get all the tools we need to make them work well where we all feel loved, right. you know, held well, respected and all those things. And when Good we stuff. talked on the phone, I think it was like Thursday, mm -hmm. and we started talking about what should we talk about on our show. Mm -hmm. And we got to, you started talking about sexual shame and purity culture, mm -hmm. and you led with a story on that phone call I that did. was mm. amazing. I want you to, well, amazing might be the wrong word. But I got you. <laughs> it's a story. Share <laughs> yes, it. Yes, <laughs> I will share um, this story. So, again, we grew up very, very churchy, and I remember um, in our teen group, and actually, I don't remember, she may have done this actually on, like, Sunday morning at the altar and she my first lady prayed a prayer do you remember this were you there? where she prayed a prayer I'm trying to remember if you were there or not that if any of us teenagers at the time are having sex that God would uh, that we would be found out and that we would get pregnant yes I remember you were, were you there no no I remember oh, okay. you guys talked about this it was very impactful it was statement. Yeah. it was so impactful it was so um it, it didn't ha it what happened to her though that was the funny part about it. Oh. It was her child that ended up pregnant. <gasps> oh, it did. Oh. But to be clear, Backfire. thereafter, the next person was my sister. Wow. <laughs> yep. That's also just how sex works, though. It if is. If you have unprotected sex, you, you that can is get true. Pregnant. But I mean, it was. And the pretty... Lord like, oh, boom, boom. Uh, <laughs> listen. That's it. Yeah. 
And so, but what that did for me, because my natural like disposition and personality <laughs> is that I'm like very much a rule abider. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm like, these are the rules. Mm-hmm. We must follow the rules. Her too. Uh, I am too. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I've known from the beginning that you were my ivory. Let me I'm you your ivory. Oh, say it again. Your ivory what? I said, um, I said I've known from the beginning that she was the ivory oh, to my ebony. <laughs> Let me tell you how much of a rule follower she is. Mm-hmm. When people want to hook you up with free food and stuff right. or free movie tickets, everybody knows the look mm-hmm. of like, don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it. I got, I got you. you. Right? Yep. She is so unaware of the look. People have Oblivious. tried to hook us up. This ain't even just fans. Just like people are like, yeah, I ain't tripping, man. Yeah. Go take a free popcorn. Melissa will be like, I did not pay for this item. <laughs> you did not charge me for this item. I'll be like, girl, they you trying to get them in trouble now. They're, yes. Yeah. They're trying to give this to her. Well, why didn't they why would they give it to her? <laughs> we did not pay for the item. I'll be like, girl, I you mean, didn't see the look? Yeah. I always miss she it every time. She never sees the look. I'm completely oblivious that to any looks that she are wants being to pay. Given. I will pay you for this. Like we had biscuits, we had free movie tickets, shoes. we had free popcorn shoes. Yep. They are letting us take this yeah. away. I'm completely oblivious. Be aware oh. so we can steal. Yeah. <laughs> well, not even stealing. They're hooking you up. Like, oh my hook up. She gets mad at me and turns it into some kind of character flaw, and then I'm like, then I feel. Cr- I'm like, <laughs> I do too. Though. What, what like, am I? Am I like break the rules? Yeah. Why are you always trying to break? The rules? I'm like, they, no, they. This is God's gift. I mean, to, okay, he's a schemer. God's you over the scheming. Anyway, so you were telling your story. Yes. What so saying? after she prayed this prayer, and it worked, and I think actually that was probably more impactful than the prayer is actually seeing people being like found out, so to mm-hmm. speak. And so what it did, and I don't know, I, I was probably like more. Um, um, predisposed to like acting a certain way because I am such a rule follower. Mm-hmm. So I remember just again, follow my mind. Um, I remember watching um, a movie as a kid and the woman said to like her mom or something like that. I want the guy that I first kissed to be the person that I marry. And I was like, this is such a great thing. This mm. like I should do this. And so growing up like churchy, having that moment, having the moment with my pastor's wife, I'm like, I'm going to be a virgin on my wedding day. And so I internalize the good girl syndrome. Yeah. I wanted to be a good girl. I wanted God to shine his light upon me. Uh, yes. You want to have to open I, up on your marriage yes, day like, and I am well the done, one my good and faithful that is servant. Like ascending because I have been, yes, well done, thy good and faithful. I have been so pure to the point where pure and good girl became a part of me. Mm. It became my personality, mm-hmm. you know? And so when we got um, married, I didn't realize, I call it brainwashing, and this is my Mm -hmm. own personal definition Mm -hmm. of brainwashing, is um, being holding on to the lie after being confronted with the truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have educated myself where I know better Mm -hmm. and I still have a hard time letting go. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's brainwashing. And so we've been married now and I still, 15 years, and and I still struggle with the impact of those things from early on. Fifteen years. That, 15 that years. stuff is in you. Yeah, that is that is that's something. I have I've lit. It's more, and that's why I say like I've more than like internalized. It became a part of my identity. Mm-hmm. It's probably core a better way. It became a part mm-hmm. of my DNA, core yeah. programming as far as um, who I am. And if I associate, you know, if I value my salvation, I value my relationship with Christ. And to me, closely related to that is my purity. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, being able to you know disassociate those two things where to 
me they are so like connected that's a whole mm-hmm. unweaving child mm-hmm. i wasn't ready for <laughs> one of the things that we found that was really interesting is that the the good girl syndrome and purity culture and all that stuff it becomes it's it was so valuable in her getting to the point of being a virgin on her wedding day and then once she was married it became instantly harmful instantly it was yep. near it was no longer valuable mm-hmm. information yep. and now the same thing that got you to virginhood mm-hmm. made you that much harder of a of wife wife them yeah. right you know what i mean like is this sexual... okay i still feel weird about yes. this those All feelings kinds of... are ingrained like yep. you, i didn't realize that little i mean you told me that story about you seeing the whatever it was that made you want to the first guy oh, you kissed in the mm-hmm. movie um so this is like your little moment as a six-year-old and then just constantly yeah. reinforced mm-hmm. and then uh the other people getting pregnant is also reinforcing yes. like mm-hmm. and, and then those people like that pregnancy was difficult like literally where you wanted to do with your life, the people who got pregnant, mm-hmm. you can't go to college the way you wanted mm-hmm. to. You got to come back home. You can't go away. Her sister wanted to go away to college. Mm-hmm. She, had a schol- she had a scholarship? Nah, to the, yes. Yeah, she could have went away to college. <laughs> yeah. But you have a baby, you cannot do so. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, so this is like, see what happens? Yeah. When you have sex, you get pregnant. And when you get pregnant, you can't do stuff you want to do. And, and now you can't go to college. Mm-hmm. And it reinforces what you are, st- that this is right. And then your husband comes in and is like, all right, man, back that thing up, throw it in the air. <laughs> It's like, oh, it's not holy. It's not holy and proven to be the Lord's sex. This is the Lord's sex. It should be done only the Lord's way, missionary only. I don't know how much of myself I can be. I don't know you. All of it. Missionary is the only safe way. And I, you know, it's funny that I grew up in the same purity culture and had none of this. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you. What is your version of that? Because... Um, and you have a story to share that you, I don't even know what the story is, but it's Lake Robinson. It's a real story. Something. <laughs> it's a real story, but I want to know your. So I grew up, same church mm-hmm. thing. I didn't see that movie she saw. <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to emulate what men did, which was my brother and in film. And you go out and you got girls, mm-hmm. right? You, you had sex with them. You convinced them to have sex with you. If you were a virgin on your wedding day, you were a loser, right? Mm-hmm. Not a winner. Mm-hmm. So I remember before I was, when I was really a virgin, lying to my friends like, I'm a, we, I ain't no virgin, man. I don't have sex with this girl, that girl. <laughs> yeah. And then when I actually really had sex, and I told my friends, they're like, oh, you had sex for real? We are, we were just joking. Oh, I was like, wait, oh, what? No. Like, no, no, I don't, I don't know, man. We're 15. What are we going to You guys were all just like front All lying. Oh. And what, so it's like that 40-year-old virgin, when they asked him what boobs feel like, he was like, bags of sand. They're like, hold up. You... You could have never have touched the booze. That's what <laughs> right, I mean. right. So I must have said something that made them realize that this was like real. So now I realize I was competing with people and I wasn't even competing with ah, them. Right. And um, actually part of the reason I got with Melissa is because I was feeling super convicted about having sex and, you know, I was wanting to stop. And I was like, she's a good girl. She's mm. not. Like, these other yeah. girls in, in high school were of the, they were the devil's, <laughs> the devil's daughters. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were trying to throw the sin at me. The and Melissa, I was just like, oh, this, she's a good girl for real. And mm-hmm. this will help me get back on the right mm-hmm. track, mm-hmm. which was true is what, what I really wanted to do. Um, but I did not have the same convictions. Mm-hmm. I, 
uh, that stopped me. I used to feel bad mm -hmm. yeah. afterwards, and I go to church and I promise the Lord I'm never going to do this again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, born again. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to ask. Dear Lord, I will never, never touch booty uh, again. Oh <laughs> my gosh! I remember one time I was actually like in the process of having sex, and I was praying like God, this, this doesn't feel good, Lord. It doesn't. It does. It doesn't. <laughs> I promise. After this sex, this is the last sex. <laughs> after this sex, this is this no is more sexes. After this, this is the worst. <laughs> But what did the church tell you about sex? Is it different for guys? It it was um I don't know that it was different. I just didn't internalize any of it. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. we were all like people were we would have people were having sex. We had a little house behind our church where we did uh like Sunday school. Uh -huh. And like my cousin was having sex with girls at what? church. We were at church so much that we just started sinning there. <laughs> like you're not gonna give us time outside of this to sin. We were just gonna bring it in. We're gonna make time. So we were like Find kissing oh behind gosh, church. You know have like revivals that are super late. We somebody like his dad had the key, so he like snuck the key back there. Mm -hmm. People take turns and stuff. So it was just like everything was fire and brimstone. Yeah. So it was like, I mean, we're going to go to hell for going to the movies, yeah. wearing pants, earrings. Okay, well, yeah. you know, we're just going to go to hell. Then. You know what I mean? Like, it, everything was bad. So I didn't feel that same uh, thing. I just repented all the time. Yeah. Right. I did feel yeah. the guilt mm. afterward. Mm -hmm. You sound like you went to church, like, in the South or something. I went to church in the South, in Texas. In Texas, right. And I went oh. to church, no yep. lie, four days a week. Yep. Three services on Sunday, yep. all day. And Wednesday. And, and Tuesday, <laughs> Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday choir rehearsal, Saturday uh, also book rehearsal, <laughs> Sunday morning, Sunday school, church, afternoon or night church. Yeah. Every week for like. I thought you were going to say Saturday was sex in the sex house. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and that was probably for th almost 30 years. Mm. Wow. We, I, I remember, man, I could probably before we moved to L.A., I could probably count on one hand how many services I missed, how many Sundays. It yeah. was like one Sunday in 1992 when we were in New Orleans and we, we don't drove. Know these exact days. Like it was literally <laughs> like three Sundays in my life by the time I went to college wow. that I had That's crazy. church. Yeah. So, you know, um, it was a lot. Yeah. So it was a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of um, retroactive, man, I messed up at the end, the mm -hmm. devil got me type yep. of stuff. But for me, not any proactive, I shouldn't be doing yeah. this until no, no. I got with Melissa. Once yeah. we got with Melissa, I actually did abstain. Mm -hmm. um, but up until then, it was just really like one summer yeah. from, uh, in, well, of actually having sex. Mm -hmm. A lot of fooling around prior to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but one summer of actually having sex between my sophomore year of high school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's, so, it's so like ingrained because I, I was like, oh, this, this sounds like, like church in the South because like mm -hmm. you do stuff. You do all the stuff. Yeah. Everybody else is doing it too. Yeah. You're like, you know, go to church on Sunday or yeah. whatever. Right, and right. You're like, oh, I'm chill. So I don't know the story. Mm -hmm. Like, <clears throat> the story, like, my one of my first girlfriends, I lost my virginity to. It was like, it was all like nervous and stuff, you know. And then we just kept on and kept on. And then there was like a pregnancy scare. Mm -hmm. And I was yeah. like 16 and I was just like losing my mind. I was like, oh, <laughs> my God. Right. She, she, she might be, you know. I was yeah. like, my life is over. You were over. 16? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. My life is over. I had a pregnancy scare at 16, too. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I think I, she was just lying, though. Well, I don't think she was lying, yeah. but it, it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't happen, but yeah. it was just like the scaredest I've ever been. Like 16 church, mom and dad, oh. family, I'm 16. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And right. just like, Ooh, just life tripping. altering. If this happens, it's, it's, it it's is, the whole it is done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But no, luckily I don't even think I told you that no, story. You didn't. But, when he goes, I want to tell a story about this time in Lake Robinson and he kept going, and I'm like, what are you? <laughs> no, just every, everything so about it was just like, 
cheap and like every oh she wasn't feeling bad i was feeling bad like yeah, yeah, yeah and all yeah. this stuff I was like oh this is not cool and then luckily it didn't happen but that shame you know like what am i doing it's making you like question who you are yeah. and all right, this stuff right mm-hmm. and then like juxt juxt or our, our, our opposite of that melanie didn't grow up that way yeah and she I, well, was just like and Whatever. i think that i was more like how you were i grew up in the catholic church but but and, not really. And there even. was messages about like don't have sex or whatever, but it was nothing like what you had. Right. But I also don't think I just don't think I cared. Like I was like, eh, yes. whatever. Like I I just I grew up in Seattle. People, you do whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, you do, very literally free. do whatever you want. And that's that's a family of origin thing mm-hmm. too. Like yeah. your, the region. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Seattle's yeah. very like liberal. Whatever. Very liberal. Yeah. We ain't tripping. Even mm-hmm. before weed was legal in Seattle, yeah. it was like, bro, ain't nobody yeah. really <laughs> tripping yeah. off that. The police, like I remember in um <laughs> Uh, right by Pike's place, I was there a couple years before weed was legal, mm-hmm. and people were just smoking. The police are walking around; they're just yeah. like, "Bro, we ain't finna. It's weed. We're, yeah, we're not finna it, criminalize. Uh, yeah, yeah. It does so not it's matter. just very uh, casual. Yeah. city. There's mm-hmm. no not much judging mm-hmm. for for that at all. Like yeah. even interracial relationships are very popular in Seattle, Portland, yeah. other mm-hmm. parts of the South. It's like ooh, ooh, but in Seattle, yeah. Portland, like, bro, we ain't tripping about none of this right. stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so it's interesting. It's not raining today, so let's yeah. just be happy. Right. <laughs> the yeah. sun is out. Shut right. up. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up for all that other stuff. Yeah. So that was a dynamic in our marriage because mm-hmm. I had been having sex long before we got married. And she was freaky. <laughs> <laughs> but when we started dating he was it, it was like this weird like he's like no we should you know uh, and i'm like i don't care you know yeah. but i but but what i'm curious about because lots of women share their their side of like this is a shame i felt the guilt i felt from church but i don't often hear men share what it was like being the husband of a wife like that mm. yeah i'm so i'm gonna Good tell you question. that was a great question one of the best <laughs> I actually remember thinking, so I was more advanced than Melissa uh, as far as sex was mm-hmm. going. And um, sh- when we got together and started having sex, there was two things that were happening. One thing that was great about our sex is there was no condemnation, mm-hmm. right? Because when I was having sex with these other girls, it was just yeah. like, oh, this is so bad. Mm-hmm. What if I get her pregnant? What if I get STD? Once I was married to Melissa, if she got uh, pregnant, I would have been happy. Yeah. I didn't feel that that guilt of doing something sinful was was What's lifted. What's funny? I'm, can I stop you really quickly? Oh, well, yeah, you're <laughs> okay. going to do it no okay. matter what I say. Well, because I started thinking about when you said if um, you said uh, even if she got pregnant, like it was okay. Do you not realize that when when we found out about my oldest son that I was pregnant with my oldest son, we're married probably two years by this point, out of college, we have jobs, like we're in a position where I mean we're still young, but like. You can have children. This mm-hmm. is yeah. legal. Uh, and legal. <laughs> I, right. And I cried. Mm. She and, went in her room, shut the door and cried. And, right after she looked at the pregnancy test. Mm. Yes. And like, I shut honestly, the door on me. I, we only had a one bedroom apartment. It was literally one door <laughs> in our apartment. Or two doors. Bathroom door and our bedroom door. <laughs> and the bathroom door was already closed. So she just shut the door. And I was just like. Oh, she's not excited about oh. this at all. And I, oh, now looking back on it, I almost feel like it was like residual shame of feeling like I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be pregnant. Yeah. I shouldn't like, really? this is still something, maybe that prayer. I don't know. I'm like kind of thinking mm. out loud right now. Um, but probably um, some of that like residual shame and recognizing, girl, you are a grown woman. You mm. are married. Like this is an okay um, dynamic to bring a child into the world. This is a God ordained yeah. dynamic in which God, you know, when you, if you grew up the way that I did, mm-hmm. that this is okay, and still not fully embracing 
this is an okay moment. Like yeah. I was still like, what are we going to do? And we don't mm. have this and we don't have that. And oh my God, like I was literally completely freaked out. Mm. And I, uh, I, I'm starting to think that it's probably some of yeah. that residual. Yeah. I, didn't, I never thought about that. Yeah. I just thought about it right now. Um, so in the actual of the sexes, um, <laughs> there was a, I'll, I'll use the, t Melissa was very timid mm -hmm. and, um, it was like regressive mm -hmm. in a sex. It was mm -hmm. like, I had done not crazy stuff, but I, you know, I did some things. <laughs> uh, and it was also that there was this daring part of like, since I was committing sin and dark, it was like this, uh, enticing, enticing like yeah. exhilaration of getting caught. Like mm -hmm. I was climbing this one girl's. Uh, front window mm -hmm. and her her, her uh, mom was like high up in the church all the pastors and deacons lived in this neighborhood and I was sneaking mm -hmm. in the front window and we were having sex her grandma was there and like having sex at football fields so there's just all this daring stuff and now with my wife it is very like hello we will have any sex now <laughs> yeah we're having sex the sex, sex is complete right? yeah. <laughs> good night you know so and then like uh, outside of like you know basic sexual positions and stuff there was there was not much else, mm -hmm. you know, because this is like super new to Melissa. Mm -hmm. the, the idea of sex overall yeah. is super new. And because she has this purity stuff, she's not like, she's not interested in different things. Yeah. She's not interested in, in expanding. It's just like, just to have sex is, mm. this is a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I wouldn't say that she was like, I, I wouldn't say she was anti-sex. Mm -hmm. Like, she wasn't like, no, let's not do this. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like... I'm going to be free and yeah. let's try this and try that. And mm -hmm. what do you think? And let's talk about it. Let me fully invest in these emotions. Mm -hmm. What do you think about this? Should we try that? Mm -hmm. It was just like, okay, you, my husband wants to have sex. We will have sex. Mm -hmm. One thing that we were, uh, a message that was conveyed a lot is uh, once we were married is, um, you know, your body's not your own. This is your husband's, mm -hmm. you know, uh, in our church, one of the people in the church would say, lay down and be nice. So it was very same mm -hmm. first lady used to say um, in our women's group, like when we would talk about sex and stuff, um, the advice she would give is to just lay down and be nice. Mm. Oh my goodness. And so, yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, I was, I came not in good damage. No, no, it's yeah. horrible yeah. Some, like, and, and she took it literal, literal. Yeah. literally. And so like, I would just lay down and be nice. Oh. And I realized, um, okay, we're done with the visual. <laughs> yeah. um, but I realized <laughs> That um, it became, I became resentful yeah. of the act. I became resentful of him. Like the whole, all of it can go in the garbage mm. because I felt like it was a chore. I felt like it was an obligation. Sure. Yeah. I felt like, and I've said this before, I felt like a um, object in his sex life mm. instead of an active participant in my own. Ooh. Right. And so I gave so much power over to him right. and I didn't have any of my own. And mm -hmm. so I wasn't invested in this at all. I felt like I had no place. My body's not my own, mm -hmm. you know? And so I had to go through and rework that whole framework in my mind again of understanding that I always say this, um, that Pleasure is purpose by design. Mm -hmm. God is intentional. He made me this way for a reason. Mm -hmm. I am designed this way with purpose. That's God's design. Mm -hmm. And recognizing that, not even recognizing that, like fully embracing that has been a life's journey for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's been a life's process mm -hmm. for me. You know what else I just realized as you were saying that? You felt that like object in my sex life too. Mm -hmm. And that thought is also reinforced. Mm -hmm. yeah. by teachings in the church by older women so mm -hmm. even though you feel like this is weird and wrong you feel and, and also we're super young mm -hmm. so at this point we're not like 
going against our parents yeah. that much yeah. or, or especially not church leaders. And they're telling you, no, this is this is how this is kind of this is yeah. the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You lay down, your husband does what you got to do, and then y'all are done. And then so you're just like, okay, like yeah, you know. And it takes a lot of uh, unlearning mm-hmm. and then relearning to realize, no, it doesn't have to be like that. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. You should yeah. be able to say what you want to. You know, nobody was saying you should be able to say this and y'all try this and express this mm-hmm. and, and talk through and v dates and stuff like that. It's just like y'all have sex. You bear his children rear his children be there for him he had a bad day you should be there to yeah. receive that energy like that yeah. don't s- sound sexy yeah no like be no. there to receive that energy no. like that sounds like you know a chore yeah. you know and so for me a lot of times it felt like a chore mm-hmm. and in these past sexual relationships the the girls were so into mm-hmm. me and mm-hmm. right. it so it, it it like fed my ego. Like, yeah. Man, yeah, man. Hey, she wants yeah. me, man. It big yeah. Kev out here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to do whatever. You know, and then Melissa's <laughs> not kid. like that. So yeah. I'm just like, does, does she want me? Yeah. Does she want mm-hmm. I don't feel love. Right. You know, I it's don't feel It's such a different energy. I mean, you're yeah. coming as this like passive be lay there and be nice. Mm-hmm. Like you are not engaging, you're mm-hmm. not participating in 100%. it. And so that you're being met with that yeah like a pillow yeah you know? it feels like I, just, robotic yeah. oh yeah just listening to you guys like melanie's never been and she didn't get the message like lay there and be nice you know but sometimes we've had conversations on the show about this it's like okay i'm touching you and you're just laying there i don't know if you like it or not right and i oh, need yeah, some yeah. feedback mm-hmm. you know okay do you answer a phone if it don't ring no <laughs> How do I know to pick up the phone? Bro, let me know. You see what I'm saying? So she's just laying there, and then we get an argument, or later get an argument about it. She's like, I'm just enjoying it. Yeah, I know. There's a fine line. How do I know? I got to put on a show How do I know if you're enjoying it? We were literally, so this is a fresh thing uh, this past weekend. And we know we're trying to work through like what feels good. How do you like this? Blah, blah, blah. And Melissa said something to me that was so frustrating, but yet so clear. She was like, you know, some days what worked yesterday won't work today. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, (sighs) and I'm like, so how am I supposed to know what to do? And she was like, I'm not even saying you you will because I don't know (laughs) how I'll feel that day. What I might want you to do. I don't I might not want that the next day. And I feel like a part of me was looking for a foolproof thing put your right. wiener there and yes. then it will work but before no, you put your wiener that happens there, before yeah, that yeah. you do uh two boob touches uh, a cuddle a cuddle on the butt a neck kiss okay it's like, a recipe it's like contra password yeah. up down up oh, down right. left right left yeah. right yeah. ABA, you start yeah. and, and i'm like a pilot like i gotta right. do my checks right and it should work and and it just depends mm-hmm. it yeah. depends on the day and so what i'm asking for is Give me some guidance. Right. Say today, it's just, man, I, we can get right to it. Right. Today, I'm tired, so I don't really have a lot of energy mm-hmm. for a whole bunch. That needs so to you know, be need some more app. warming up. That, yes. yes. What do we call it? So, yeah. What, uh, man, we man, we, we we need to work together on it because yeah. we're literally trying to figure this yeah. out because you need kind of like a, a menu. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you go to a, a, a restaurant. I'm going to tell you, this is, maybe this is good. <laughs> we were at a restaurant in Chicago, right? And Melissa was coming a little bit after me. Not coming, but yeah. coming to the restaurant. Joining Ayo. you. <laughs> so before I get there, they have the full menu. Literally 12 appetizers. They got 10 full court. The full thing. They're like, hey, before you, you know, we're going to switch over to the late night menu in five minutes. It is a smaller menu. Three apps, three entrees, three desserts. Mm-hmm. So maybe in your marriage, you're like, look, man, this is a late night. Mm-hmm. You could do this, this, or this. Yeah. You know, or this is the vacation. The kids are gone. I've got plenty of time. The whole menu's available yeah. to you. Yeah. Hey, uh, tonight. I mean, and I, I don't think men. We won't take it 
personally, mm-hmm. yeah. we won't take a fit. I, I would almost much rather have yeah. a guide than to, because what we feel like, or what I feel like, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you do it, I hope you do Probably so I the same. Like my friend. <laughs> I feel like we're going in blind and dark yeah, and hoping for the best. Yep. And then when it doesn't work, it feels very disheartening. Mm-hmm. You feel like, man, I don't, I don't know my wife. I don't know what she mm-hmm. wants. You know, because in the movies and stuff, that they, these guys, they know exactly what their woman wants every time. I for this oh. reason. Yeah, yes. And then with, with a real person with real feelings, mm-hmm. the same, it's not, it's like food. I don't even want to eat the same thing every day. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, for whatever reason, I, I and I love Chick-fil-A. They took a little hit with the Popeye sandwich, but then Popeye's fell apart. <laughs> so they're back. But I love Chick-fil-A, but like last week, I was on a po- uh, podcast. They had Chick-fil-A for lunch. Then I had had it on my own one day. So Melissa's like, let's have Chick-fil-A. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I don't want Chick-fil-A. She's like, you never say that. Yeah. And I really didn't eat it because it's super rare because yeah. I almost every time we want it, I, yeah. I want it because I don't eat it that much. Mm-hmm. But this weird time, so I can see actually as I talked, that made sense to me mm-hmm. about your body. It's just like, man, I just don't feel yeah. like that today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I, what I mean? So. Yeah. I love the idea of you making like several options for like if you could have like a scrolling menu where you're like, okay, on this day, I want vacation sex. But then you outline what that means to you. Right. Yeah. And then on this other day, I want relaxation sex, which is the thing I coined when our kids were little. I was like, I do not want to be all up in here, like putting on a show. I want to relax, but I still want to get some. <laughs> and I, I like, so I made relaxation sex. Mm-hmm. The thing. I love that. So I we like can have that. relaxation sex, vacation sex. What other ones? I mean, this is quickie um, sex. Any, yeah. any is fine with me. For real. <laughs> so some, so I remember Eddie. one time we were I was I was going in for the kill so to speak and it's like no oh no give me a little piece first I'm like oh, oh yeah okay oh yeah I can do that I like that tell me what you want what you really really want I'll tell you what I want what I really want I want right. I want I want a lick it in lick 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 you know so, so we need it to be it needs it to talk needs to, to each be other everything oh. we. I feel like sometimes we talk more about what we want for dinner than what we want for sex. Oh, so yeah. true. you know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah, I don't want fast food. Oh, I'll take though. We had Italian like and sex is just like, all right. That's like if Seth came to me with multiple dinners and I'm pushing the ones away that I don't want. <laughs> but I never said, I don't want Italian tonight. I just said, bring them all and I'll yeah. tell you which one I like. Or but for guys. OK, maybe for you, too. It's like, OK, just knowing that it will happen. I don't care what what kind it is. Yeah, <laughs> you want you want this 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 is this. Okay, fine. But that feeling of like, oh, nah. Okay, it's not gonna happen tonight. Or but, is it gonna happen? Or mm-hmm. is it gonna happen? Yes. That ambiguity. Or is what thinking kills. it's going to happen early in the day. That is the and worst. And then at night realizing. <laughs> Right. That was a three o'clock feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that is probably the absolute worst. I mean, like, oh, I'm in there today. We're home early. Yep. And then I and then you like you go to rub the booty and it's That's just like so nah. Good. You're like, nope. what? I've been looking forward to this since I know. three o'clock. It's, it's the biggest letdown. When not, did it change? What? What, what happened? You decided was not going to be having this thing. Did you eat something funny? You division. <laughs> Your mom promised you ice cream after school. Tonight after dinner, oh. you're gonna get ice cream. Dinner is done. I clean the kitchen, <laughs> put the dishes away. I like I want I want the ice cream. Oh, well, they ain't have none. Oh, but I we need it. There needs to do you be guys think that way? That. Do women think that way? Well, like what you said about your body being different. Okay, I'm a thousand miles off the microphone. <laughs> when your body is different, I feel like that. that's the thing where I'm like, I don't know f- from three to five if my body's going to do something weird or feel weird or if yeah. I'm going to feel weird. And the thing is, your biggest sex organ is your mind. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so where your mind was at three, 
Child at three oh what? It can be in a different <laughs> space. You talking about two, three, four, five hours? Child. <laughs> By that time, I done got home. I done fought traffic. I've done mm-hmm. th- uh, third grade long division math. I've cl- cleaned up the kitchen. Like I've done so many things yeah. that you just lay down like, oh, I'm tired. The mm-hmm. whole burst of energy was wasted. So maybe what it's you should do is clean the kitchen, do the math, cook dinner, <laughs> so my energy level can stay high. Huh? How about that? Oh, oh, we've had this, we've had this conversation. If you like, clean more. <laughs> no, for real. I have a list every day. If, because you, you, you have told me. like, Oh, hey, tell us about do, the list. Okay, what is it? It's um. If well, it was our coach. So we do coaching. We have a coach, like okay. a per- private coach that we work with. Mm-hmm. And he said, he's like, Seth, you're making Melanie do everything. Like, not that he realized it. He's like, I make all the money. Yeah. I pay all the bills. Yeah. But he wasn't being like a douche about it. He sure. was just like, this is a thing. And once he started, he's like, you need to do a list that you make with Melanie of the things that she actually wants your help on. And that will help you get to all the things you want. Whether I love this idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we unload the dishwasher mm-hmm. every single morning. Every morning. And fill it back up. Man, I, so. Which I hate. Wait, go through your list. Yeah, just, I'm taking mental notes. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm my own. My uh, own. What <laughs> else? Uh, clean all the. Um, papers off the dining room table because mm-hmm. usually at night we're doing work and stuff. Make sure that's clean. Help get the kids ready mm-hmm. in the morning before I go off. And what else? Oh, make the bed. Mm-hmm. He makes and the bed in the morning. And uh, then scrub the toilets on the weekends. Dang. I love yeah. it. Because it was so like that kind of stuff where I'm like, I, you know, that adds up and you're just doing that all the time. And then you're like, yeah, five o'clock, I'm scrubbing your crap out of my toilet and you want some of that? I don't Leave me alone. What do I need to do? What can I do? I'm going to create a list. I just wanted mm. to hear all the things. Yeah. You know, I mopped be the, the floor same. by hand the other day. You mm. did. That's a good one. I couldn't find the mop. I don't know if we had a mop, but the floor was dirty. <laughs> yeah. And the, let me tell you what. Let me tell you what happened, Seth. Okay, this is maybe how much I don't clean. This girl came home. I had to clean the kitchen, put everything. I mopped the floor by hand. Yeah. She came home and was like, man, I cleaned the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> she thought she did it. She was like, you really been on it today. Really? You clean the kitchen. You don't even remember it. So I come home like, you know, the floor was mopped. She was like, you did that? Uh, Give me all the credit. It doesn't work if you think you did it. Right. You're Listen. that much of a superwoman. You thought you cleaned Listen. the kitchen and forgot. I was yep. coming home from soccer practice in my mind. Like, I got to do this when I get home. I got to do this. And I came home like, girl, you are bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But you can get in trouble if you're thinking, if you do all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Hello? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, right here. Thank you. Yeah, she's going to grab it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you. No, but you can get in trouble if you're doing that. Oh, I clean the floor. I want that credit for it. What? Oh, yeah. Yes. She's not happy. Mm-hmm. That's a lesson I learned early. You yeah. cannot do that just for the sex. No. Mm-hmm. You have no. to do it or, all the time or, and hope for the sex. Not even not even for the sex. You just can't do that, mm-hmm. right? Hey, I did this, this, and this. Because what do we call that in therapy? It's like um, keeping score. Yeah. And it's okay to keep score sometimes, you know, on certain things. I think you guys I be knowing stuff. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I be knowing the things. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're that close to a therapist. Yeah. I know. I, I think we all school, are probably. But, um, if you keep scoring that way, then that can build resentment. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I do all these things. You, yes. don't, do, you don't do well, stuff. And yeah, and what's really fun, I, I didn't even mention, I wish I had mentioned this on y'all's show, but we, so I have that same struggle where I'm like, I need to get back into my body once I'm into my head and I'm like, scrubbing crap and mm-hmm. making food and mm-hmm. I'm pissed or whatever. Um, so I actually made an app, like in our app, there is a meditation. Uh-huh. It's a... Get in the mood. Oh, I love it. Sex, sex meditation. meditation. 
Yep. It's for mindfulness. Really? For, yeah, and, and literally, it's like has music behind it. I'm narr- I'm reading a thing I wrote, and it's like, okay, I want you to like sit here and you do box breathing for a minute. You follow the music, and then it's like you think about your body. You think about your partner touching you, the things you like, you Love touching them. Like, what things about touching them bring you? Like, what makes you feel really good? And it mm-hmm. the whole point is to get back into your body because I think for women that's a really big struggle. Like, 100%. like when you, I mean, I, yeah, like my. I mean, you just got done reading mm. in your book club. Yes. You read Come As You Are. Yes. Emily mm-hmm. Nagowski gets amazing. And so it was like that insight of like, oh, I need to like. Did you read I, that? No. Oh. You, oh, I you read should. It and I was like, what? That's we talked about That's a, a thing lot. for I y'all? Felt like, I felt like I read it yeah, yeah. Through, through adjacentness. <laughs> I read half of it. <laughs> I didn't I read could, it. I could but what read I did it. read was like. It's amazing. It's the so brakes and accelerators we talked a lot about. Uh-huh. It was yeah. it was super helpful. I think the get into your mind thing. And I part think that's of it, so good. I mm-hmm. had to realize that there's some things I cannot do for Melissa. Right. Mm-hmm. As far as sex. Like if her mind's not there. Not just that. There's some things I just simply, even if you could, I don't want you to. Yeah. Right. So there's ownership. You didn't. You actually said this verbally. You don't want me to take ownership over your sex yes. life. Mm-hmm. So you know, That's I think big. for for me, what the, the the desire is is a more conversational relationship mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. this. Because mm-hmm. right now, it feels very stab in the dark, hope for the best. <laughs> it doesn't feel like we are working together on this. It feels like I'm working for it and and. And like some days there's good days, Oof. some days are bad. Yeah. And it's not exactly. necessarily it's just like cross like, your fingers like yeah. 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 literally. It feels like my cross the bear to just like hope for the best. And sometimes yeah. you know, and it, it it can just be like, Man, what what can I do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I realize obviously and I say obviously because it should be obvious, but it's not. You yeah. realize obviously it can't be the same way every time. Yeah. Right? But in our mind you're just like this everything else works like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go in your car, you if there's gas in it and things work, you turn the key, it turns on. Yeah. But you're in your marriage, your relationship, there's a, there's all type of factors. Are yeah. we are, is Melissa stressed because we got a lot of work? Have we been traveling like crazy? Mm-hmm. Are we in different time zones? We were in Chicago the other night and we couldn't sleep. So it was like three AM in Chicago time. Then we yeah. flew back, she didn't sleep. So then we came home last night. She's exhausted. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. so many different things to yeah. weigh yeah. that it can't be very it can't be robotic. Right. If you don't want it to be robotic sexually it can't be robotic you know the other way yeah Mm -hmm. one of the best things that i learned from actually she was one of my professors in grad school and then we did some episodes with her dr tina Shermer sellers and she talks about sex like revolving around the idea of connection Mm -hmm. and pleasure Mm -hmm. right and those are your only goals there's nothing robotic around it there's not you know i'm not in charge of hers she's not in charge of mine it's like where do i find connection Mm -hmm. with her on that real emotional level yeah and then pleasure Mm-hmm. Right. And that's like we try to do that. It's easy to forget because sometimes it's like, yo, I'm feeling it, you yeah. know, and you yeah. just want to, you know, hit the O. Yeah. And then it's like, that's <laughs> not what it's about. Oh, <laughs> that's good. I like that idea of connection and pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Because what one thing I didn't realize until I'm currently realizing so much about it is connection. Right. And you can't get to that pleasure. Well, she can't get mm-hmm. to that pleasure mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. connection. I we could not be connected at all. Right? <laughs> and I could still That's how it is. the same yeah. pleasure. Because for me, the pleasure, it's it's reverse. Right. The pleasure part makes me ah, feel more connected. connected. Yeah. And for yep. her, it's the, the inverse. Mm-hmm. Connection leads to pleasure. You know, so um, it just feels very different, you know, for yeah. a man to understand her mm-hmm. when that's not the way your body 
sees it or, yeah, your mind or even sees works it. yeah because yeah. she talked about non-congruence like sometimes my mind feels this way my body feels this way mm-hmm. or my body feels this way my mind feels this way in regards to sex mm-hmm. i i very rarely ever have that mm. right whoever is thinking about sex the other part goes if my mind's thinking about sex the body's like hey sex sex yeah. Yeah. my body's thinking about sex the mind joins it's yeah. never like when i'm having sex my mind is like i'm not really that into that <laughs> yeah and that's a common occurrence for women yeah. from what i'm told mm-hmm. yeah about women so what has your journey been then like share as much as you want to so i think this is a really interesting topic like how did you work through it or are you working through it uh still working through it most definitely um number one is educating myself Mm -hmm. um has been um the biggest i would say help Mm -hmm. is reckon is reading books like um come as you Mm -hmm. are but to be honest i would say that's more recently the most impactful book i even remember reading a book called the good girl's guide to great sex Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. sheila gregoire Mm -hmm. i think is her last name sheila ray gregoire um, I read that years ago. Have you read that book? I haven't. Oh, but yeah, I've heard of it. I read that years ago, and it was the f- sorry. Okay. It was the first in book. The first in book. <laughs> it was the first book that empowered me. Mm. So typically, going back to um, being an object in his sex life, I often like repeat it to myself, and something that I just kind of believed. And it's kind of like a subtext to sex conversations when you grow up churchy is men are sexual beings and if you don't have sex with him as a sexual being he's gonna find it somewhere else mm-hmm. so you run the risk mm-hmm. of him cheating on you so mm-hmm. I'm like well god I don't want my husband to cheat on me mm-hmm. let me lay down and be nice mm-hmm. and so reading this book was the first time where it was like you're a sexual being you deserve pleasure as well you can take ownership of your sex life and I was it was like why didn't what? I think of yeah. this? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's not just about him. I'm not just doing this for him. My body doesn't just have to be his. Mm-hmm. It's something that I can enjoy. It, enjoy it. something that I can um, be vested in. When and did like, you read this? Years ago. You know what's interesting? And I, I hate to stop you, but I'm going to go to. That's probably the first time that thought was taught to you 100 your parents yeah. didn't teach you mm-hmm. that you didn't you didn't have there's nothing about sex like that in movies or tv that you mm-hmm. watch the church didn't do it in through the pulpit or or your groups mm-hmm. so you didn't internalize that that is how you should feel at all mm-hmm. no. so you're 25 30 years old at this time and that's the first time yes. that that thought mm-hmm. is entering your that like the first time ever yes. that somebody said you, this is this is okay for you to think like this. Yes. Mm-hmm. No one has ever taught you that. So it's almost a wonder that you've gotten to this point mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you don't, you're not starting from like, imagine if your mom at, at 10 mm-hmm. had said, Hey, you know, Melissa, you are a sexual being yourself. There's pleasure when you do this and that. And, and you know, when you have your husband, this is going to, this is how your sexual feelings are going to change. Yeah. And it's how chill. Like you'd have been like, okay, like yeah. this yeah. would have been a different a starting point mm-hmm. to to begin from as a point to like not only you're not starting from there you're starting from way back as sex is bad and wrong yeah. and your body's not your own yeah mm-hmm. to get to all the way to bo- your body is your own and sex is great mm-hmm. that is a great ask. journey yeah. and to go even further back um before even the realization that i'm starting far back i'm back here because i'm actually ignorant Mm. so the first yeah. step Personally. is like right so the first step is actually the journey from ignorance to recognizing where i am ignorance mm-hmm. to knowledge yes mm-hmm. and then that knowledge to recognizing where i want to be yeah knowledge so it's like two different you know like phases that i really went through and the you first already had kids at this time i know and honestly the <laughs> first crazy. book um outside of the five loving that was more relationship based mm-hmm. yeah, um yeah. even the men are from mars women are from venus was more very relationship based um the girl the uh, 
Where good girls, good girls, guide to, to great, great sex. sex. Thank you very much. Um, that was the first book that was specifically targeted. I feel like to me, yeah, it yeah. was very specifically talking about sex, and it was the first book that I was like, wait a minute, like you said, like oh my god, I can have mm-hmm. some ownership in this, and that's part of the reason why I repeat even to um, this day. I don't want you to take ownership of this. Mm-hmm. Right. When you say you want to fix it, and we've had these conversations, I don't want you to fix it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Don't funny? take ownership of stuff. I'm not even asking you to. You know that's what I mean? What yeah. You're taught as a man. Mm-hmm. Oh, you gotta, you yeah. Take, yeah. That's the narrative that we. Yes. yes. You take her virginity. Yep. Yeah. Oh. You literally take her virginity. Ah. You've got to convince her. You've got to coax her. You got to tell her what she likes. She doesn't know what she likes. Try even in like magazines, Cosmo, Maxim. Yep. She doesn't know what she likes. Try this. It'll. T- you know what I mean. So the, my visceral. I just. Oh, I know. When yeah. you said that, because mm. oh. that's what. That. So you're taking in these things, and then right. nobody was telling me that this is wrong. Yeah. Like I didn't have any conversations with my dad about this. The church, we didn't really talk about it. So it's yeah. like the same way you were being reinforced of what you thought. Everything around me in media is the yeah. guy comes in and he takes his virginity oh, and he's wow. this yeah. and the bravado. So I'm learning these things. I'm supposed to tell you what you like. Right. Mm. Supposed to do this and this is what you're supposed to do. And mm. she's learning the inverse. So now when it's like, when she's like, no, no, I want to learn this on my own. I don't want you to be a part of it. Now it's just like, well, what do I do over here? Yeah. What? Nothing. And that's kind of the point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. One of the things that makes me think is how your like in all of that time when you were ignorant of that and then you had the knowledge of that all of the forces of your mind are working against you to take ownership because it literally is like you have wired your mind you Mm -hmm. you wired your mind to be told what to do Mm -hmm. you wired your mind how should i behave i look to external sources for my behavior my cues i lay down and be nice like think about just the that was even rewarded yeah think about expected yeah the insane mind shift that you have to do and then that has to translate to your body and then his, <laughs> like yes. it has to translate relationally as well. That's it's so. It's been a, it's a chasm. It's a it is, and it's, girl, you got a big chasm. Yeah, man. <laughs> it girl, was. You got a big chasm. Got that chasm. thing up. I knew that's where he was going. You don't that know was, my jokes before that I know was my jokes. Seattle. Isn't he from Seattle? <laughs> no. Who? That's juvenile. That's you're thinking of. Sir oh, Mix-a-Lot. I'm thinking of. Sir, yeah, I am yeah, thinking of Summer's Life. Summer's Life. He'd be Seattle. out there. Too. He's like in oh, Kent. Yeah. He'd just he's be chilling. Yes. yes. Yeah. I saw him all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be like, just call me in Anthony. Yeah. yeah. He's at car clubs and stuff. Yeah. That's funny. Total side note. Um, <laughs> that um, I 100% agree. It's been a huge journey. And I shared this with you guys. I don't remember, Joe. We did two podcasts. Yeah, I don't remember yeah, yeah. Um, But I shared my definition of brainwashing, which is, you know, being holding on to the lie after being confronted with the truth. And so, so the part of the reason I say it's been my life's journey is because I've read all the books, Chuck. Mm-hmm. I've listened to all the podcasts, hours and hours and hours and hours of podcasts. I've listened to them. <laughs> I've read them. I've audio listened. I've sat down and listened. I've done all the things. And I'm still on a journey. Yeah. I'm still now on Now you got to do your journey. residency and your, 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 your and clinical just, trials. Yes. Know, and I don't work. know that I will ever, and I don't mean this like negatively or as a way of like, to just be discouraging um but it's more of a way for me to always be like hyper aware Mm -hmm. that it's easy something that you were saying earlier it's easy to fall back into my old patterns Mm -hmm. it's easy to fall back into my family of origin and so i could never my Mm -hmm. default i can never um relax in this i always have to be hyper aware of this is where um where i was this is where i want to go and i have to continue to work toward that Mm -hmm. otherwise it's it's so much easier to just be 
lazy, mm. especially mm-hmm. when it comes. I'm tired, and I, I'm tired every day. Okay, I'm always tired. You know, it's funny. I always that. have something to do. I yeah. thought when we didn't have regular jobs, uh-huh. I was like, she's not gonna be tired no more because you don't have to get up and go to work. She works t- harder now. Yeah, and because at least her job when she was working aerospace. She didn't have a work computer or work phone. Oh. So when she left her job, yeah, her there's juicy. literally yeah. no more Nothing. work to do. Oh, that'd, out, be, that'd be so nice. Out, yeah. right? Real. I haven't had a job like that in a while. Even my, my old job, it was always searching for the internet. She now has taken that same... Her work ethic hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Now the workload has shifted where she's... There's always something. Yeah. Yeah. She firing off. Even last night, I was like, girl... <laughs> can we just chill out and watch this show so we can connect, possibly yeah. have sex? Didn't say that part. <laughs> was thinking it. Yeah. She's like, I got to order this food because the I want it to arrive. Just yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got to figure out a way to order. I know I've done this before. How can I make sure this is right? Because mm. we have guests tomorrow. We got to do this. And you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. in her old job, she couldn't have been doing that at that time. Yeah. There's yeah. no work to be done. But now, so that's another, like, obstacle mm-hmm. in because her personality, she's a workaholic. Yeah, yeah. So and I. now the work is just... You, I could never, I could always be searching for work mm-hmm. because it's always an email popping up, mm-hmm. always a thing to do. So there's more things to 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 uh, to like um, maneuver through, mm-hmm. and that's the whole thing about marriage. It's like there's so much change that mm-hmm. happens. Like this this last year of change is probably the biggest amount of change since we moved to LA. Yeah, like there was going from probably the four biggest ones in our marriage are. Going from no kids to kids, mm-hmm. you know, Melissa's parents getting divorced, mm-hmm. moving to LA, mm-hmm. and then us going from both working full time jobs to being entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And these are massive, like tectonic plate yeah. shifting. They shift everything in mm-hmm. your marriage mm-hmm. how you view each other, your kids, sex. I mean, communication, all yeah. that stuff shifts, and we're still navigating that. And then dealing with all this pre- uh, previous, you know, mm-hmm. uh, baggage, yeah. for lack of a better word of of your previous life and i think one thing you said on our podcast like i think i'll take with me forever is when things get hard you default yeah mm-hmm. to your family of origin or the way you normally did stuff yeah. like mm-hmm. if you're tired you default it that click like that makes sense because you're not even starting from a place of sexual freedom and liberation right mm-hmm. so your default is like okay lay down be nice mm-hmm. because yep. that's what you were taught for 30 years yeah. you know what i mean so n- just it no at least knowing that you know what to to work with. Mm-hmm. And just being aware of it. And then, like, at least having the mindset that's like, okay, I got to unlearn this yes. stuff. And having that growth mindset. We talk a lot about that on the yeah. show, you know, yeah. which has been, like, phenomenal growth versus fixed mindset, you mm-hmm. know. Because fixed mindset, you just, like, go to the default, yes. go to the old, you know. But growth is, like, even, even. I, that's good. I, that is. So good. That's you got to say that again. That was good. Well, it's not my Growth words. Versus, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's your words to me. <laughs> growth versus fix is a fix. Is a different yeah. approach. Right. Mm-hmm. To just have growth means I'm working on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't like my, my a friend of mine is a recovering alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he said that kind of blew my mind, he was like, I will never have this mm-hmm. under control. Mm-hmm. Right. It is an everyday challenge, right. an everyday mm-hmm. goal to just hit the pillow that night sober right mm-hmm. and some days are easy some days are hard there's parties there's holidays but it's the growth it's not something you can fix right you know mm-hmm. what I mean? but it's something you can grow towards and actually one thing melissa and i have said on our podcast i think kind of goes along with growth versus fix mm-hmm. is giving each other the grace yes. for transition mm-hmm. right yeah, like yeah, yeah. i could give melissa more grace mm-hmm. knowing what she's doing because you go from like you know what i want or what i'm taught and what she's taught like 
that that I could be adding more pressure mm -hmm. to her yeah. by being like, man, I want this or or even I don't remember what the book was, but you were or maybe it was a podcast. You were talking about um, higher desire, lower desire. Mm -hmm. And one thing is like um, if you're higher desire, you have a great sexual experience. Mm -hmm. Your tendency is to be like, oh, that was so great. When can mm -hmm. we do that again? Yeah. And that has that has the adverse effect yeah. on the lower desire person because now you're putting pressure, pressure. on yeah. them. Right. Oh, and I, I had formed it this way and yeah. recreate mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And, and that now was hard I'm like, for them. that one, yeah. make them all like that. Yeah. And you just like, you know, like, oh, like, like a, a podcast, dog. but I don't remember which one it podcast? was. Podcast? Mm -hmm. yeah. Just like, <laughs> I want it like that. And that, I never, I thought it was like, that would make you feel good Yeah. because that is what our potential is. Mm -hmm. And it has the obvious, like, oh, crap, I don't even know what I did. I don't know how I got yeah. there. And the factors, it's like, even like if we think of it like science, you know, every time they do tr trials, they have to notate all these factors, mm -hmm. right? This is the day, this is the time, this is the weather, mm -hmm. and now we'll notate it. Now we have to, there's the day, the time, the where we are, how we feel, mm -hmm. our connection level, and we're expecting these, you know, exact results with different, you know, uh, variables, mm -hmm. right? You know, and they're just never going to be the same. How yeah. you feel that day you and sometimes we don't even know what it is. Mm -hmm. Like it's just something just feels off. Yeah. You know, I don't know I don't know what it is. So yeah. uh, this has been great. I, yeah. I'm not meaning to end it. I'm just no, saying no, this no, is no. a lot of information it's like, to process that is valuable. Yeah. It, it makes me think of because uh, we don't obviously have palm trees up in Seattle, you know, mm -hmm. and these like huge palm trees, right? And we're just looking at them like, wow, that's crazy, right? So a palm tree, if a storm comes, mm -hmm. they can bend probably all the way over, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. But if you get our trees up in the northwest mm -hmm. and, you know, some crazy hurricane, they'd snap, right? Yeah. 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 So it's like I'm thinking of these palm trees out here. They're fixed. Mm -hmm. They wake up every – no, I'm sorry. They wake up every day with a growth mindset. It's like, oh, I'm, it might be sunny. I'll chill today. I, I don't have to move, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm prepared if some wind comes yes, through or whatever. So it's like, okay. So it's like it's like marriages. We, we, we fall in these traps of like, okay, family of origin – um, yo, it's going to be this way because culture taught me this, uh, church taught me this. She's going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to be the leader. She'll be this or whatever. Right. And um, and then we go. Oh, wait a minute. Life isn't that way, right? right? No. So having a, a like fixed that. mindset is not helpful in that. Right. So growth. And then, like you said, being oh, she's she's tripping today. She's in a fixed mindset. Okay, mm -hmm. I get it. I understand. Yeah. yeah. I might have to be more growth oh, than I her had a on that day. Different definition of your fix, but I got you now. What was yours? Um, you met fixed as in like planted. Yeah, yeah. I'm staying. Got gotcha. you. Oh, he is. I, that is what he meant. But okay. what did you think he meant? Uh, yeah, I that's what you meant. Fix. Okay. Me too. Like, I'm going to fix this. Oh, yes. oh. and it still oh, okay. works. Yeah, it like, does work. In and so way. that's what I thought you meant too. Like, you go into like patchwork mode. You yep. go into oh, band aid. Actually, mode really cool. Instead yeah. of going way. into, I need to grow. This is something I need to learn from and grow. Not something I. <laughs> that would be good I'll yeah, tell you no. what we're going to do Ready? Yeah, yep. Love hours Not what we're doing Anatomy <laughs> of marriage Take two <laughs> um, hey, It's already 1140 well, Yeah Ooh. What I was going to say though Is that I love all this conversation And I feel like This personal growth Is so amazing And then The next step Because we've got kids Now we got to yes. teach our kids. Mm. So since you're on our show and we're not on, on your show right now, we're not being like weird. Uh, so when are you guys going to start your um, network for parents and families mm. that we'll be a part of and we'll uh, all teach our kids? That's, that's, and we'll you know what's funny? We just, I, we were talking about that this morning because we were Ooh. talking on our podcast. People like, we were talking about like getting you guys on there. Mm -hmm. I think we, it's something we should work for in 2020. I think so too. I think we could like have shared resources yes. and like uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, get, absolutely. Get, get it it's like these people are especially are my approved. favorites. 
because yeah. I have definitely yeah. Melissa Stant, Melissa approved because I'm as oh, yeah. I'm I'm a podcast junkie. I love network, and mm. yes, I love yep. it. Oh. And so people ask the me all network. the time, yes. oh, what do I listen Google to? It. Who do I listen to? And I literally copyright it now. So get the domain name. Yeah, go buy it. Go get the dot com. So hold up. So one one thing, and this I think you guys will like this. So one thing that we talk about. Um, the, how we have to teach our kids this stuff because yeah, guess good. what, you got you guys Where got two boys, right? Of yeah. mm-hmm. We right now are creating their, their family, family of origin. Yes. What they think of is yeah. they take virginity so is that, that's you know you're like that's oh, the pressure too. It yeah. is the pressure because they're going to be talking about it. I don't want to jack them up. Yeah. Right? We're it's supposed to talk about sex kids. about them too. We're supposed to have that sex talk with the boys and we didn't. Okay. Our neighbor is a pediatrician and she had a sex talk with her daughters and their friends and I'm going to like. I literally like want to just group. be like, okay, do it again. Because yeah. yeah. it's all it's like from a doctor's perspective, but a mother's perspective. It's yes. all, I mean, oh, it's so good. But anyway, we want to thank yeah. you guys for being on course, our show. Thank you guys thank so you much. We can't wait to hang out again. Yes. Yes. I don't even know. Do I anything. Know. I so, love it. So for all of your guys' stuff, where uh, tell people what you want them to find. Uh, I'll let Melissa tell them. Um, you can find Kevin at Kev on Stage on all social media platforms. I am at Miss Kev on Stage on all social media platforms. Um, you can also find the Love Hour podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And can I pitch our conference? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh Atlanta. Oh 2020. yes. Yep. So we have a Love Hour conference coming in Atlanta 2020, which I'm so freaking excited about. We have two tiers of admission. We have our VIP, which is actually sold out, but Almost I'm going to tell you about it anyway. <laughs> Um, we're going to do a vow renewal service, uh-huh. which I'm super excited about. Kevin's going to officiate. I hate um, my wedding day pictures. I hated my dress. I hated my makeup. I hated my hair. I hated everything. That is such a good Are idea to redo. Every time out? you say that, I oh. always feel bad. Can I? Yeah. Don't can own this. I always feel like don't I like. Own this. I, it was great. It was yeah. a great day for yeah. me. Seth had looked back at our wedding pictures the other day and he goes, why didn't we dress up? And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. We didn't know nothing. We didn't know. Listen, we, didn't know we were so talking. young and I didn't tell people the way I wanted things to be done. And mm. so I had the wedding for everyone else and now I hate my wedding day pictures. Mm. Yeah. And I recognize that, that this is, that's a story a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. And there's adults when's the last time we get dressed up and yeah. get cute. And like, so I want to just offer that experience. Retake your pictures. Create a new memory mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. day. Renew your vows. So that's going to take place on Thursday. And then on Saturday, Friday and Saturday, um, we're going to have our breakout sessions. We have everything covered from sexuality to finances to blended families. Singles are welcome to come. It's going to be a great event. In the evening, we have date night activities. We're going to do a comedy show. Kevin is a comedian, if that's not hasn't been clear. Um, And then we have two females comedians coming out. They're going to be phenomenal. It's going to be a really good time. And then on Thursday, Friday, on Saturday, we're going to close out the whole weekend with a 90s party so get dressed up in your 90s gear listen to some great 90s music Nehu with Kevin Um, it's going to be a fun time so if you're interested in that um, it's available and more information the speakers and all of that's available at thelovehour.com when was the date of that? it's July July. 9th, 10th and 11th of 2020 we have playment plans that's why I told people like super early Um, so people can get their money in order because you know money bees a hater your kids are a hater Bills are a hater, (laughs) and so you be wanting to do stuff, and your wallet be like, "Child, no, you can't do that. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever." (laughs) Um, And so I wanted people to have the opportunity.
opportunity to plan. Yeah. And so um, there's payment plans available. And again, it's in July 9th, 10th, and 11th. Yeah, we'll get all the links and we'll share everything with our audience. So this has been a blast. Thank you for letting us use your studio. All of it. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming out. We've had a phenomenal time. This is so good. All right. Well, we'll see y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.